Yo, what's up? It's your girl, Father Longlegs. You're listening to You Can Tell Me Anything. Very excited to make this announcement. I mentioned this last week, but tomorrow, April 1st, my album comes out. Um, I do, I'm do. i going to just say it's an album. It's a Zoom comedy album, as in I recorded it from a Zoom comedy show, but I guess it is an album. I don't know why I feel subconscious about it, but it's called We're Still Doing This. It's every joke I wrote in 2020. It's a full hour of material um, recorded with a live digital audience with their permission. Um, some of you may have even been there because I know there were a few confidants in the audience. So I'm so excited. It's going to be on all the platforms on Apple Pod- or, <laughs> on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, uh, as well as Bandcamp. Um, I don't control the iTunes listing, so I unfortunately can't give you guys discounts for that. But if you buy it on Bandcamp um, and you use the code CONFIDANT, you will get a discount. So be sure to use that. But if you would like to buy it on iTunes instead, um, since I can't directly give you a discount, you can send me a screenshot of your receipt and I will give you a free month of my OnlyFans membership. So just a little incentive there because I don't want to just constantly be asking you to send money. But um, I do want you to be able to listen to the album. So hopefully that helps. And uh, I'm very excited for it to come out. Uh, so I'd love to hear what you guys think. And if you enjoy it, Please share it with your friends, put it on social media. I'm just doing this independently, self-publishing, self-editing. So uh, any help getting the word out is totally cool. Uh, but I guess if you hate it, uh, I don't know, don't tell me, don't don't yell at me. I will be very sad. Um, or whatever, you know. It's, I should probably grow tougher skin. Um, and, um, oh, and I do want to mention that there is a bonus track, okay? There's a bonus track. It's called Teresa's Heart. It's recorded with... Um, my boyfriend actually he, uh, produced the beat, and I uh, he told me to just talk as if I'm my heart, and it's what came out. It's kind of bonkers, but I had so much fun doing it. I wanted to put it on the album because it's not. It just kind of represents like a lot of what I went through during quarantine, just kind of learning about my past uh, heart surgery trauma and how that like how I worked through that. Um, and the Bandcamp version to, you know, incentivize y'all for buying on Bandcamp if you want have, comes with two additional bonus tracks that are secret. You won't see them on the site, but they're full I, I, iPhone audio recordings of my, my, uh, my, I guess, vocal diary entries during lockdown. I just get these thoughts, you know, singularity chat in the morning, that kind of thing. And I record it to myself to leave little notes. Um, they're a couple minutes long each. And yeah, I don't know. They're kind of weird, but I wanted to share them with you because I've been just thinking nonstop. Um, so that's on the Bandcamp version only. And you can get that at TeresaLeeComedy.Bandcamp.com. Or, of course, on iTunes. Or if you don't have money but you want to support, you can just stream it for free on Spotify. Really, you know, it's available. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm here to just share with you and connect. Um, and also, whoa, if you want to see me live on Zoom, I am headlining. And it's my first time headlining uh, my own show at a comedy club. Yes, I know it's online, so it's maybe, I don't know. It counts, okay? I'm counting it, all right? I've lost an entire year of stand-up. April 15th. Nowhere Comedy Club. You can get tickets. Go to my website, TeresaLeeComedy.com uh, or NowhereComedyClub.com. It's uh, a digital comedy club, so it'll be like a full show. You can buy, there's like, I don't know, it's through the club. They have like, you know, VIP tickets and couples tickets and whatever, whatever. But I'm super excited for that. I'll be doing um, that show with my good friends, Troy Walker and Jess Tom, who are both on this podcast before. Um, so I'm looking forward to that, and yeah, please 
like come I hope you come so they the club doesn't hate me but if for some reason like you know you can't afford it but you're really interested just message me because I, I you know I would hate for anyone who actually wants to come to not be able to it's April 15th uh, 6 p.m. Pacific time 9 p.m. Eastern time it's live and there is a VIP meet and greet afterwards that actually comes with a free album download so maybe just get that if you want the album and the show and that's it for the announcements. I'm very excited for this episode. I had such a great time talking to my friend Jordan Dahl. He's a very funny stand-up comedian. You should check out his podcast. Uh, he has a couple, Fight Island and Werewolf Radar, and he hosts a Twitch stream, Dungeons & Dragons in Space, called Better Than Heroes. Just a quick little funny note, because I just think it's so, so funny. Um, his uh, we talked. We talk about his girlfriend's also a comedian, Nicole, who was on this podcast as well. And we just talked about this afterwards. But their confessions have similar notes, but the stories are very different. And I just found that so adorable. So um, you guys, if you've never heard it, go back and listen to Nicole Conlon's episode. Uh, but without further ado, here is Jordan Dahl. Enjoy. You can tell her. You can tell her anything. She's a real. Girl, father long legs, you know me, Daddy T. This is You Can Tell Me Anything. It's the podcast where comedians confess something they want to get off their chest. You guys know what it is by now, I hope. I feel like I still have to say it though, because it's just podcast rules. You can't start a podcast without introducing the podcast. Um, just as you can't let the guest talk before you introduce him. So let me introduce the guest right now. He's so patiently waiting. I'm so excited to have on the podcast today. He's the host of Fight Island and Werewolf Radar. And a Twitch better than heroes. A Twitch. I said a Twitch. It's a Twitch. That's how uh, non-internet uh, <laughs> uh, fluent I am. He hosts a Twitch stream on better than heroes. Uh, and here is a tweet I enjoyed from him that says, I have learned to draw three body types. Hot lady, hot guy, some kind of lobster-like creature. It's Jordan Dahl. <laughs> What's up? Hello. I like your. I like to sometimes read tweets, and um, I like that one because it's just, like it's the amount, right amount of silly and also like confusing that yeah. makes me yep. laugh, but also go. I don't know if I'm laughing for the same reasons you wrote that's, that. <laughs> that's my brand. Uh huh. <laughs> the uh, you know the the impetus behind that was I do so for this uh this for the Twitch. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm on, I, I'm on a Twitch. Um, for the and, skits uh, on the Twitch. <laughs> and we do a D and D game every week, and I draw oh. a different like piece of art for for the D and D game. And uh, I was finding myself drawing the same types of body types, and I, <laughs> I specifically was like, was like, how do I draw like a little weirdo? I want to draw a little weirdo. And there was no YouTube videos for it. And it was like it's hot lady, hot guy, or monsters. That's it. Those are your options. Oh, that's so funny. I used to draw. Yeah, I feel like I used to draw a lot of like anime hot ladies not like sure. well i feel like when i say that it's because as an adult i'm like that's a category of porn and that's not what i mean i sure. mean <laughs> I, sure sure i mean I as a child mean. like like what's yeah. hot to a child is very innocent but it'd be like yeah. big boobs basically big sure. boobs i draw a lot of big boobs <laughs> well and it is you know there's a, there's a long history of uh-huh. uh, of artists celebrating boobs and celebrating <laughs> the three body yeah. types hot ladies hot guys and monsters you know that's totally true i feel like the louvre is full of boobs <laughs> and it's a lot of times just looks straight up like porn and i'm like hmm, <laughs> the, there are, are those three wings of the yeah. louvre 
I'm like, are we sure this is art? Like, I like it, but like, are we sure, sure we're not just hanging porn on the wall? Like, some sure. of it is just like these look like orgies. Like, these just look like they hired a photographer, yeah. like to, like the equivalent of a photographer yeah. to hang out at a party and take promo sure. pics. You know? Yeah, because I gotta say, this is great <laughs> art and everything, but it's also pretty hot. Yeah. <laughs> and you got. Sir, you have to stop jerking off in the loop. Okay. Um, okay, thank you. Is there a bathroom? <laughs> Uh, but before we get, man, I'm already having fun. Before we get too into it, I do want to start with a good confession, just for a way to the for the audience okay. to get to know you and have a positive um, start. So, is there something good you want to confess? I got a twofer. Ooh, okay. I got a twofer. I had a, a I had a weird day yesterday. I was just uh, a, a quarter turn off of my wavelength. Mm -hmm. I uh, I lost an entire recording of a podcast. While, uh, no. because my microphone was off. It was a heater, too. Everybody was on point. Oh. The, riff, the riffs were flowing. And then later that night, I, got, I, I, I played some video games on the Twitch. Uh-huh. I uh, raided the channel over to a friend's channel, and then I left the camera on for 15 hours. Oh, so you recorded it? <laughs> I recorded the whole thing. Wow, that's great. That's like and a... That's and then like, this morning, I had to wake up and come out half asleep and like, oh, oh, hi. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Goodbye, ah. everyone. Were people watching? There was two people still watching. Wait, but you, as in you recorded, did you, you got the podcast on the Twitch, though? Right? No, no, no. These are two, oh, two separate oh, disasters. Oh, I what was going to say that would have worked out so well if you had like accidentally <laughs> know, right? recorded oh, the Oh, if whole I had thing. picked it up, could you imagine? Yeah, that's what uh, I thought you were saying. And I was going to say, like, I think you might be psychic. Like, the universe is on your side. But I, I wish take I could back. have. Uh, all of the Guy Ritchie style twists in my life are <laughs> against me, they're never for me. Well, it's, it's an unconventional good confession because it would sound like it's bad, but I feel you're so positive that I really feel that that's the good part is how well-regulated you are and how very much I can tell that you are just like a very easygoing guy. Like that gotta would roll with make me cry. Like I would have was... quit comedy, you know? Like I would have been like, this is it. This is a sign. God doesn't want me to do this. And well, I'm done. Luck luckily it was like, I have this, uh, my wonderful girlfriend has let me uh, turn our, our closet. I don't know uh -huh. if she let me or made me <laughs> think that it was my idea. She's locked you in the closet uh, is what you're well, I've been locked. I've been sequestered <laughs> to the closet for sure. Um, <laughs> But it's we have this door that I can I close, so it was mm -hmm. just it was just the inside of the closet all night. But I was definitely sleeping out there. <laughs> wow, for like twelve hours. That's like uh, that's ridiculous. like my I feel like that's like my fear always is like after it I get off Zoom, yeah. I always like shut the, like I'll close it up, but then I'll also shut the computer just like just in case I forgot. But it's like totally, <laughs> totally. Totally. Um, I, uh, it uh -huh. was a true nightmare. It was, and I, uh, and then uh, Nicole came in to do some mm -hmm. voiceover stuff in the morning, and she saw the screenshot, oh. the last shot of me in my skivvies turning off. Ah, the that's so funny. She oh took a picture God. of it, and now it's on Twitter. It I love fun. that. That's so funny. Um, Nicole has also been on this pod. Great episode. Check it out. Um, but since we're talking about um, regulation and going with the flow, I um, kind of like got inspired to make this podcast because I started going to therapy late, and it's like 
I felt such a huge relief when I was able to like actually just like talk about shit that I repressed. So I like to ask guests um, what is like your way to sort of like cope or deal with, you know, stress. Like if you have a confidant, you go to therapy. It doesn't have to be, um, you know, specifically like I do this treatment, but just kind of like how do you cope with stress and that sort of thing? Sure. I uh, I also came late to therapy. I uh, started going to therapy only like, geez, two years ago, maybe, uh, when I was living in Hollywood mm. and uh, got, a, got a medication figured out. And uh, that helped a lot with anxiety and stuff, which I also uh, was juggling for years uh-huh. and years. It's um, so cool how that can like it's like you hear over and over. I started meds just last year, and like yeah, people yeah, yeah. keep saying it, even on this podcast about how it changed their life. And I'm like, it's okay. Crazy. And then I'm like, oh yeah, yeah oh duh, like, like yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's wild. It's uh, I'm I'm super pumped that I found something that worked. You know, mm-hmm. because I know a lot of people who do, who, you know, haven't found something that worked yeah. for them. It's been a real struggle, and I'm like, oh, you got to keep trying because boy, yeah. when you hit something that just kind of kind of pulls that weird weight off of your shoulders you're like oh Mm -hmm. my god oh my god i didn't even know i didn't even know yeah it's like almost like you're underwater but then you think like you're getting by because you're breathing or whatever and then some i don't know that's a bad metaphor but i'm with you i love that i get you yeah that's so great congrats on I'm finding yeah. a, a thing that works. And I, yeah, I want, I want to reiterate that to people who are listening to the idea of like what you said about keep going. Cause I think yeah. whenever I talk about therapy, I don't mean like this is the be all end all. Like it does. I've gone through sure. shitty therapists. And I think the idea is like, sure. if you're trying and you can take breaks, but as long as you're recognizing that, like, totally. you know, things can change. It might be yeah, hard. Yeah, yeah. It might take a while, but. That's and so it's great. like, it's, it's never, you know, what works for one person might not work for another person and certain yeah. types of therapy work for other, other people. And it was like, actually, um, cause I've kind of gone from, uh, obviously everybody has, you know, now I do zoom, zoom meetings, uh-huh. uh, and it's just kind of checkups every once in a while uh-huh. because, uh, I started drawing about the same time and oh, that okay. kind of became like one of my big kind of meditative, oh, like doodling awesome. with some, some uh you know simpsons or earl on in the background boy i've been digging through my name is earl (laughs) i um i went to like an art therapist briefly and she was actually a child art therapist (laughs) but i found her because like it was like specifically i was like looking for a grief counselor and i saw that she did that but she then i also was like i want to try something different and so she took me but um it it really i mean I, I wasn't sure how it would work at first because I was like, I'm not an artist, but it's yeah. not about that. Like, you're literally just like, totally. you said like meditative. It kind of yeah. gets you out of your head and you're like able to like open a n- different sort of part of your brain where you can process Truly. things. A lot, a lot of people do uh, coloring in the same way. Yeah. People are like, I'm not so much of an artist, but it's that same kind of vibe of yeah. just like, <laughs> fill it, just fill in those lines. It's great. <laughs> I, I wonder it. if like tattoo artists ever just start tattooing themselves because they're like, yeah. I mean, you got to start somewhere, right? Some of them start on uh, uh, pork chops. Oh, really? Whoa. Yeah, you'll get the, well, I mean, they'll get like a shank of a pig with the skin oh still God. on it. They'll tattoo it. Whoa. I guess that makes sense it. to practice on. But that, hmm, yeah. interesting. Um, I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I, I feel s- positive or negative, but it definitely makes assume, me feel something. <laughs> you know, I assume yeah. they eat it afterwards, but there's got to be that <laughs> fucked up moment where it's like, was this pig a Sagittarius? <laughs> What is this tattoo all about? Well, who's this pig's mom? <laughs> she has a tattoo what? about his mom. Um, this, pig, this pig has a lot of Stussy asses tattooed oh, no. all over him. <laughs> yeah, so I like those. 
Um, well, um, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to get your confession. And we are back. Oh, my God. What a fun break. That was wild. Uh, it was incredible. <laughs> I went for a jog. Yeah, I can tell. You're sweating. Do you need water? So sweaty. Uh, yeah, I'm. Th- it, this actually is water. I oh, fell down. that's true. Spilled, spilled my bottle of water. I didn't get far. So, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> well, Jordan, um, hopefully we'll get further in this confession. Surely. I am notoriously very bad at transitions. Um, <laughs> Jordan, is there something you would like to tell me? Yes. Um so I felt I thought long and hard about this, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, do I go with a joke confession? I decided no. Uh, there is something that has been bothering me for years and years, uh, and you know, there's any number of you know minuscule uh, social foibles I've made from being uh-huh. a, a, a straight white dude and not knowing better and saying stupid shit that I wish I could take back. But ultimately, mm-hmm. the thing that I uh, the thing that I keep coming back to is there was a kid. In high school, I'm not going to mention his name. He was a very funny kid, young kid. Uh, we would make uh, videos together. We'd make sketches together. Good uh-huh. friend. Um, he ended up getting way into drugs. And, uh, like, you know, long story short, uh, mm. that ended up triggering some other stuff. Uh, and uh, his life uh, kind of spun, spun off the track. Oh, no. And, uh I was the one who introduced him to cocaine, uh, which oh, was his his drug of choice. Uh, I was I was pretty lucky. It was uh, for me. It was just you know never got its fangs into me. It was kind of like a, let's have fun on the weekends. People in my hometown would uh, uh, freebase cocaine. It was they were smoking crack. It was it's oh, wow. trailer trailer park uh, crack. <laughs> um, um, where are you from, Colorado originally? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. And. Um, and so that was uh, we we actually came to Denver one weekend and we were mm. like, let's get some cocaine. And uh, we smoked some of it. And that was his uh, his jam. And, uh, I've always felt really terrible about it. And um, I've never I've never really told him because we don't really talk anymore. Uh, but I've kind of I've kind of reconciled it with myself in the in the terms of like, you know, if it wasn't if it wasn't me, hmm. uh I would have been someone at some point. He would have he would have come across cocaine. Uh, and I'm just I know that I didn't you know, I didn't force it on him or anything. I wasn't like, you're going to do this. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was definitely there. And I was like, hey, we're going to be loading guns and shooting them at our <laughs> at our lives and seeing what happens. And uh, yeah, and man. uh I felt bad about it. You know, I'm I still so, do. Still do. I'm so sorry to hear about your friend. Um, I, I think that it's like cool that you can talk about it because i also realize like sometimes like we hang on to these guilty things but you're you're sure. totally right it seems like you have um you're sort of like in that place where you have a good awareness of like the truth but also it's you're yeah. aware of how you feel like the irrational part and it's a good thing to like look at both because it's not like sure just knowing you know that oh yeah. of course it would have happened or whatever it doesn't just make it go away just like the Truly. life is complicated yeah, um, perspective. What a what a fucked up weird thing. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, the, so the reality. Necessary. Yeah, I think I think it. Like you do know this, but yeah, obviously, um, it's not one person. It's everyone's responsible for their own. Sure. I have. I'm not um, like sober now, but I went because mm-hmm. I I ended up going to like trauma therapy and realizing a lot of it was uh, coming from like more PTSD. But I was like, sure. I guess sober. I don't know if I should say sober. I was like 
going to AA for like over a year and like sure. not drinking, but Ho um, Hollywood sober. Yeah, yeah, I was Hollywood sober, <laughs> and a lot of sort of the um, like teachings, I guess. It's really all about like letting go of control, but also only controlling what you know. And I sure. feel like that really resonated with me because so Truly. much of I think addicts or people who have a tendency to like try to escape into lifestyles want to find control, but also yeah. to the point where you're trying to control like, like in a guilty way, like, oh, if I did this differently, other people's lives would be better. Sure. And I think that's sure. like one of the hardest parts to let go. Yeah, it's the, it feels like this weird anxiety of trying to untie some gigantic knot that simply simply cannot be done. You know, it's a, it, it was it was just tied too long ago. Yeah, no well, remembers. I'm curious. So you guys were in high school or we were in high school. Yeah, I'm curious about because um, it seems like like most it's not unusual to try drugs in high school. And it's definitely mm -hmm. not something that people always relate. Like I tried it with X person and that they connect mm -hmm. it. But I'm curious about the like um, when you guys were actually trying it like were you the like what was the dynamic of friendship like were you the one who was pushing it and did he say no like it seems like you yeah. held on to some sort of like responsibility yeah, you know, it, it definitely was like uh i was like we're going to the city and mm -hmm. i was kind of the uh you know i'm kind of the uh um I was kind of the Mario. He's kind of the Luigi. Uh, I'm like, it, yeah. I know those characters and I know that game, but I can't think of how that applies. Okay, what's the, what's a what's is a better, that just like uh, the main character and the side? Yeah, what, what's okay. a better what's a better fiddle second fiddle relationship? Oh, okay, I wasn't sure if like Mar is Mario like a like a hardcore party. <laughs> Mario loves blow. Uh, <laughs> Probably they're plumbers. Like, where what are they running from? Like. <laughs> Down in those pipes. Um, oh, my God. Running from Mario. <laughs> Where are you running from? Um, um, okay, I get you. Like, you were like, you, he, yeah, like, yeah. you were like the friend who kind of like came up with the ideas and he, like, sure. the, yes. like, yeah, I was kind of, I was kind of pushing the, uh, I was kind of driving the, I literally drove us there. Uh huh. <laughs> was like, was he like resistant party? or did he seem to like enjoy Not really. Okay. I, it was definitely the first time he had encountered that. I was like, uh, I was like, we're gonna go, we're gonna do some cocaine, maybe. Or no, it was more like it was more like we're gonna party, we're gonna smoke weed, kind buds, because we were smoking swag, you know. Uh, -huh. uh we'll like we'll get a bag of kind bud, we'll drink beers, who knows, maybe we'll even do some coke. And he was like, What? Uh and it was like I was like, Yeah, maybe. And uh he was like, Oh, I don't know. And I was like, Well, you could try it if you want to, or you don't have to. I I remember being specifically mm. like like maybe we'll do this and maybe we won't. And I remember him being resistant, but then ultimately I remember him like trying it of his own volition. How did you feel uh, like when he, like his reaction was like, it seemed like you were definitely trying to for yourself, like experience something in a way mm -hmm. that was like, this feels badass. Were you expecting it to like, were you expecting peace in a pod? Like he's down or were you surprised that he like, there was a line for him at that moment? Yeah. I was surprised that there was a line and I was surprised that cause like the next day he was very much like that fucking sucked. I don't mm. want to do that. I don't want to do that ever again. And then like, turns out that he did like a bunch gotcha. and that was the problem. Uh, but you didn't, I mean, you didn't pressure him again. I mean, it's okay if you don't. No. I'm just curious because it's like, no, I no, really no, hear no. so much like, 
No, it's, I know it's you just... now, and it seems like there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of details in this that I'm curious to unpack because it, it Truly, doesn't seem it, like you were like you better, no. but, which would be okay too because you're young. No, no, but it doesn't no, seem. It sounds it, like it, almost it, opposite. Yeah. It truly wasn't that, and it was like it was very much like we were in this phase where it was like, well, let's experiment yeah. with drugs, and I was like, I've done it before, and it was fine. We did uh-huh. a half a bump, and we stayed up until one o'clock, and it listened to rock music, and it was cool, and uh, and. And it, like I say, it never really got its fangs into me. Yeah. So I kind of thought it was this fine thing that was to fl- it was fine to flirt with. You know, it was mm-hmm. fine. Like, oh, let's dust it up a little bit on the weekends. And uh, this this was truly the first time that I had ever seen it uh, have such a visceral. I what I would later learn to yeah, wow. learn to recognize as like, oh shit, you 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 love this. This this has really struck a chord with you, and now mm-hmm. you're at the beginnings of developing a problem. What were you uh, looking for in the, cause it sounded like you're like, oh, it wasn't that intense of an experience to begin with. So was, was sure. there like a feeling of being cool connected to the drugs or were oh, yeah. you just like wanted him to be oh, part of it? For sure. It was gotcha. definitely like the next level of, of like your coolness. You know, you've smoked cigarettes, you've smoked weed, mm-hmm. you've tried acid. <laughs> What's next? It's, and then you, it's, I, I like that you like mentions because I think some of these things are like the things that we remember tend to really inform like what the memory means. Like the fact that you remembered mm-hmm. you saying like, ah, you don't have to like almost like you, mm-hmm. I don't know if you grew up re- with the dare stuff, but I remember the idea of peer pressure was so hounded sure. into our heads in oh, a way yeah. that when in the reality it's less like most of the time I encounter <laughs> people who are like, yeah, if you want, if you don't want, it's cool. But then, I, yeah. These days, because like I've I've been through the wars with uh with my addictions, and I uh, mm. I, I don't drink anymore. I'm I'm Hollywood sober myself. Uh-huh, I'm uh-huh. Uh, actually I would say at Colorado sober. I smoke <laughs> a ton of weed, and that's that's it. I've kind of cornered my addiction uh-huh. into this uh this uh, borderline <laughs> manageable uh, uh, cannabis habit. <laughs> um, uh, and I'm I'm you know someday it'll have to go, but uh, th- these days it's fine. Uh, and like. I don't know. It was, um, it was definitely like, it was strange to me that it, it wasn't easy for him to kind Mm. of just pick up and put down, you know, I was like, I I hadn't experienced that myself yet. So I was like, I was like, Oh no, what have I done? You felt so Uh, much guilt. It's like, there's some kids cause it's so interesting because I think there's like, it sounded like you genuinely cared about your friend, but like, which it sure. sounds it's like, duh, but there are kids who really like, and you know, I, again, I have to say mm-hmm. anytime you're, we're talking about kids, it's like, I yeah. don't place all of their responsibility on them at all because most of the time they are sure. just give, given too much to handle and that's how it comes sure. out. But a lot of kids I remember in school that were more like pushy about it, like the mm-hmm. actual peer pressure ones right. were kind of like doing it to get that, to like watch, almost like watch someone like fold, you know, and right. and a lot yeah. of those kids, I think, were probably uh, had experienced that like feeling themselves. It's almost like that cycle of abuse where it's like, sure. oh, you got pushed to do something you didn't want, so you want to push someone and watch their innocent get taken away. Right. But well, it I, sounds like that wasn't the case. So yeah, well, I'm curious, no, like, where was tr- that feeling of responsibility coming? Truly, from? it was just like it was more like because um, he was like my pal. He was like, yeah. he was like, you know, best friend style. And I think these days I'm like, you know, mm. what could have been? He was such a smart, bright kid. Maybe he would have gone down the same path as me. Maybe we'd still be talking. Maybe we'd be writing mm. scripts together. Maybe we'd be, maybe he'd be involved in comedy. You know, we were making sketches together. 
How long instead, did you guys keep um, in touch after that, or was it pretty quickly? You the know, friendship? we honestly we still talk sometimes. I'll I'll like send him a message every once in a while, or get one on Facebook and be like, mm. "Hey man, what's up?" And then it kind of just fades off again. Uh, but it's like I I do I do feel this weird responsibility mm. to it, and it's mainly just for the exposure. You know, it was something that. Mm. Uh, that it never even crossed my mind that other people wouldn't be able to handle at the time. Because like you say, you know, we're, we're kids, we're growing up, we're figuring it out for ourselves. I tried it and I was like, Oh, it's not as bad as everyone says. Mm. He tried it. And it was exactly as bad as everyone says. <laughs> uh, well, did you good. ever talk to him about like, when did it? Never. Cause I mean, I'm sure it was like a little more gradual, but when to you, did it feel like, Oh, he's changed well, or like he crossed a line that, like well, that different. was the thing was, was like, um, you talk about the, the peer pressure and it, it wasn't present in our situation because it, like afterwards, I remember being like, I'm kind of not doing, uh, like I wasn't like a Coke guy. It uh -huh. was like the type of thing where it was like every couple of months it would be like, somebody's got some cocaine and we're going to have a cocaine party. You know what's interesting? <laughs> you guys had, it almost seemed like you had different, like, I didn't even realize this until, um, you said that, but different reasons mm -hmm. for it. Cause you were talking about to you, it was like. Mm -hmm. a thing to do tonight like what do you want to do let's do a party thing and to him sure. it was the thing he wanted to do tonight was hang out with you and so yeah. maybe in some like without realizing it like maybe his brain was connecting like oh if i like do something Truly. it'll it well, feels like i'm getting closer to this person or absolutely. my friends with, well and then yeah. later like like we were all into punk rock and he mm -hmm. was he he like was into punk rock very performatively so oh, uh, again in kind of this like uh i want to do what you guys do but like better and bigger and harder gotcha uh, and um yeah it was uh, it was weird because like i remember i i remember him uh withdrawing pretty quickly he never gotcha. i wouldn't say he ever like pressured like he didn't mm. turn it around and be like now you have to do it with me <laughs> your oh. creature uh though that would have been poetic <laughs> but it, it you know even today like i uh People don't want to give you their cocaine. Nobody asks. You <laughs> to their I know that's why it's so funny. People aren't like, "Hey, you want some free heroin?" You're like, I, <laughs> like, can I have I, some money for heroin?" <laughs> I was trying to do a joke about that for a while about because I remember in Dare they told oh. us like, like uh, drug dealers will give you uh, they'll give you LSD so on, a, on a piece of candy. <laughs> and, like, and that sounds awesome. Where you. are these drug dealers? <laughs> I'm going right, to send though? my kids to pick up some of these drugs. Like, no, they, no, they fucking acid. don't. They charge you $5 a hit, and usually it's pretty bunk up here. Um, wow, that's cheap. I forgot you live in Denver. Um, yeah, right? <laughs> uh, no, that is – I think that's part of it, too, because I was very much uh, brainwashed by Jair, and, like, I didn't do sure. any – like, I think it is different – the age for sure though because you were in mm -hmm. high school and so in some ways i'm like it's not about the drugs itself but it's about the ability to discern situations sure. but i because i was so scared of it i didn't do anything till like i got my first job and i was like 22 yeah. and like that's pretty insane to be in new york and grow up in the bay never tried weed to like be 22 <laughs> and then huge, that is a huge a huge task yeah. honestly at a huge undertaking but by that point what like it, the illusion Mm -hmm. fear faded and it was just like almost like uh <laughs> the virgo in me like the, my, my virgo yeah. moon just being like i must yeah. make this number bigger how many more years can i go and then eventually, <laughs> yeah it was just for the like literally to feel like i won and then yeah once you break the seal you're like there's a lot there's a lot to consider like sure not that drugs aren't bad but they're not well, this <laughs> like, that's that's kind of what's so so dangerous about like uh like 
current drug laws and drug ed- yeah. education is like they put they'll be they'll be like uh, if you smoke weed you might as well shoot up heroin <laughs> you might sh- might as well shoot yourself with a heroin gun because it's the same thing and it's like it's not you don't shoot <laughs> no this is all confusing and you're confusing everything it's like and, it's uh, like if you th- anything else if you're like oh you got in a car crash or car- like you got a little you know like uh love tap on your car well you yeah. might as well go run into a truck yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. like <laughs> yeah, you should probably you get better well. at driving you should probably watch the road but you don't <laughs> you need to <laughs> destroy your life break somebody's neck why not uh yeah it's um it's tricky it's tricky out there and it was it was it was a weird door to open to be like oh well if you know, marijuana isn't as bad as they say, then maybe acid isn't as bad mm-hmm. as they say. And it turns out that acid was pretty fucking weird. And it took me so, so many mm-hmm. years of experimenting uh, to find out that it's like, I kind of don't, uh, maybe this isn't. Yeah, you me. don't maybe have to enjoy weird. everything. Yeah, because it's like <laughs> yeah. it affects, it's literally the idea of dr- like, you know, not even rec- recreational drugs, even like medication, yeah. like we're talking about. They're, they change sure. your body chemistry and everybody's mm-hmm. body chemistry is different. Like there's no... Really? Sure, there's like gray art and whatever that explains it in a very romantic way. So people are like, I got to get to that. But the reality sure. is like, you can't always match other people's experiences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I've had pals who specifically have tried to do that, have tried to kind of fuel art in, you know, to, to mimic mm. some side of some sort of artist that they yeah, admired wow. or something. And it's like, it doesn't, it's not your path. You know, that wasn't, yeah. that that's somebody else's thing. And uh you can't do it the same way. Yeah. Um, but it, okay. So the, was your, I'm curious about the setting that you grew up in. Cause I, it seems like Colorado is pretty like open to stuff like this, sure. but was it hard to get like, were you like kind of like the reason I asked this is because it really seems like you felt like you were the gateway, like sure. were kids in your school really goody goody and didn't do drugs. Like, were you like kind of like thinking no, like nobody else was... would have. There was definitely like a kind of uh, an enclave of like stoner mm. uh, psychedelic uh, kids and their uh, older brothers and uh, the network of their friends who uh, the kind <laughs> sure. of the rave scene kind oh, of colli- okay. collided gotcha. with the the snowboarding scene oh. kind of collided with the skateboarding scene. And it all happened in a place where we had to go party in the woods. <laughs> Man, that sounds cops fun. Hated us. <laughs> uh, and then sometimes the rednecks would show up and they were our kind of arch rivals and we were the skaters and they were the rednecks and they would show up and we'd like West Side you know, Story be... in the mountains. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'd snap and walk donut, towards one donut. another. I do remember I do remember specifically like being at a couple of those parties up in the woods where the cops came Mm. and it was very much like a weird like like 1920s like liquor raid it was like ah cheese it the fuzz is here and we just (laughs) ran ran into the woods and someone just dives into the snow like and you see their feet hanging up like a cartoon character (laughs) Chess Warren we never saw him again they say he's still up there um <laughs> oh my god it's, it's i'm like about to go, well this podcast will come out before then but or will come out after them but i'm about to go to colorado just to snowboard but i am Hell like yeah. damn i wish it was like obviously everything's still closed to covid but i'm like yeah man yeah. We, it seems like so we fun went to, we went to copper mountain when that big storm blew in it was crazy oh wow it was I'm go- incredible i'm going to breckenridge i've never been i'm excited nice it was it's it's pretty easy to uh to isolate because you know you get your mm-hmm. own room and you're up on the mountain all day they give you your own uh 
yeah. your own chairlift and you just wear a mask all day and it's the conditions were incredible i haven't been snowboarding in a decade wow and, uh, it uh i would say it was like riding a bike <laughs> but the next day Oh boy. <laughs> I am very bad at it, but I, I actually weirdly Same. love how <laughs> this is like such a weird thing, but I love the feeling of being sore after totally. like snowboarding. Absolutely. I, it's so weird. I used to dance and it's like, I would then, I don't know. I think it's like the feeling that there has been progress or something totally. has happened. Cause then I would totally. go into the studio and like try to stretch and I'd be like, Oh, I'm sore. And then I'd be like, yeah, yeah like yeah, it's cause like, I was snowboarding. <laughs> It's like it's badly like or something. Yeah, I got the yeah. stick. <laughs> I really I tweaked my shoulder. It doesn't yeah. work right today. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um. Uh. Oh, I had a follow up about like the late sort of like later sure. after your guys's friendship evolved. Like, mm -hmm. did you ever talk to him about this? Because it seemed like like you hung you know, on for a long time. Like, or did, what, did you think about saying anything? Or was it? Just... I have thought about saying it. I think in I think I have apologized in a roundabout way to him, but I don't think it really landed. I was also friends with his brother mm. briefly. Uh, he he lived in Denver, kind of a. Uh, was in kind of the the rock scene when I was in the comedy scene. So our paths would cross mm -hmm. every once in a while. And I'd be like, hey, tell your brother, I hope he's all right. You know, I think maybe uh, in in passing, I apologize to his little mm. brother. Just like, hey, man, I have always felt really bad about that. Uh, well, I guess more like what? Because uh, I don't know. I mean, did he ever indicate that it felt like you were connected? Like it's sort of. No this feeling of like um like did he like did he just kind of go off on his own path or was he like trying to then yeah. hitting you up to be like oh do you want to party and then you started being like no i mean you know it was it it got a hold of him pretty quickly and mm. kind of swept him off on a whirlwind uh journey of punk rock shows and gotcha. uh and dangerous encounters it it seemed like it led him into another world like maybe you did open a door but it seemed like sure. there you don't open a door and then never go back like there were chances for him to turn sure. back to the door and oh, it seemed oh, yeah, like he absolutely. met a lot of other absolutely. things that and, uh, drew him in. You know, pe people who, uh, uh, addicts tend to isolate. So, yeah. you know, he got, he got new friends and, uh, mm. and, uh, I got new friends and I, I probably did my fair share of distancing from him once he sure, became yeah. a, a hot mess. And it was like, Oh man, that guy is off the deep end for sure. But, uh, do you feel like in other parts of your life, like, um responsible for other people I, I do i feel a lot of uh i feel a lot of um i i assume a lot of blame for things uh where i don't need to and i think it comes from like a uh, i just want everyone to get along mm. <laughs> and i uh and like if 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 i if i have to be if they, if you can blame if you need to blame me that's fine like i gotcha. i'm pretty good at accepting blame for things and uh are you a middle and, child we can do that. You know what? I uh, I'm a younger brother, okay. but my mom remarried, which put me right in the middle. Oh, interesting. I don't know that that like some. I don't. <laughs> I don't know enough about like I'm the oldest, but um. Sure. I feel like I've heard like a lot more people I know who are maybe because comedians like to talk about identity so much because like I don't sure, think I know maybe. any of my college friends like sibling like. <laughs> But a lot of comedians who are middle children yeah. often talk about how they feel like they're kind of the peacemaker or like almost like yeah. you want to be like the one to make everything okay that's true that is true and it it, it it also comes from i think there's this degree of like white knight syndrome where it's mm. like if something oh if something's wrong i can fix it and then i'll be the one who fixed it 
you know. Did it ever, on the flip side, work out that way before, like early on? And or um, what made you feel like you needed to? Boy, um, we would have to. Okay. We would have to flip through the Rolodex. <laughs> it's I'm super like generally int- like this is definitely like a newer quarantine thing for me. But like the yeah tracing old patterns and then going because I do the same thing where I'm like, why am I doing this over and over? But then when I stop, sometimes I'm like, oh, it, it, either if I go, I've done this three times and it's never worked, then I have to find a way to break it. Or I go, there yeah. was a time when it worked, but what was it actually that worked? Not the thing. Sure. Like there was, you know, like maybe something else. Like it was. I can- yeah, I can tell you for sure that I've definitely like I, I tend to take like an honesty is the best policy mm-hmm. uh, path and like, you know, own up to it today. I got called mm. out. I got called out on Twitter. I'll say it right now. I unretweeted the thing. I was oh, like, you man. know what? You're right. <laughs> I, and unretweet. It was painful. Damn. <laughs> um, and, That's uh, a good attitude to have. Sure. I think uh, honestly, I, I it's something that frustrates me about other people. So I try to mm. be like, dude, you got if you got to be the type of person who's like. When someone says you're wrong, you at least stop and go, am I? Uh, but uh-huh. I digress. Uh, it, it, I, I can think of a lot of times when specifically honesty has not been the best policy for me. <laughs> it has shaken out a number of times, specifically in that period of my huh. life when I was like, when I was like, um, you know, partying in high school or something and the cops show up and everybody runs. There was this time when a, a cop was. Uh, you offered walking. the cop cocaine. uh no yeah that's why i'm still here um that's why i'm on the outside today uh but uh he showed up and he was walking around being like come out we're gonna find you we're gonna find you and we're gonna ticket you just all your cars are here and i uh i came out and i was like all right hi uh what what can i do for you and i sat down and he uh he was like uh clean up this trash and we cleaned up all the beer bottles that were around and uh and he was like, and then get out of here. And I was like, okay. And I was like, huh, all right. Well, I mean, I came forward and I, I took responsibility and the cop uh, let us off because he had to go somewhere else. And, you know, maybe this is, maybe right, honesty is the right policy. And, uh, and then the next day he showed up to my house and gave me a <laughs> ticket. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but it, okay, this is so interesting because I feel like it sounded like from an early age you had this sort of like, self-regulation of emotions that I only like I could maybe relate more to that version of you now but definitely not in high school the feeling of like even if it quote-unquote didn't work out like in a way it didn't work out by the fact that the cops were there in that moment you acting in your most authentic honest self Mm -hmm. probably did work out in some ways like if that makes sense like you and maybe that's what's that. so scary about the friend story because you genuinely didn't have mm-hmm. that intention. And so there's a fear of like, oh, maybe you don't know your power. Like maybe yeah. you felt like you, as long as you know yourself and you're a good person and you're not one of those like peer pressure things from Dare sure. where you're like, hey, smoke a cigarette, that yeah. you are on the right side because we're taught in binary. And sure. all of a sudden you realize like, oh, I know myself but he doesn't know himself or whatever. And yeah. I cannot do that for him and sure. I can't fill in the gap. And therefore I might not have had all the information. Sure. Or it's therefore something that I can't control, you know, and that's, yeah. uh, that feels like it's slipping away from me. And, you know, I get, you know, it, uh, it does feel like, so my parents, here it is. My parents got divorced when I was six. There mm. it is. <laughs> and I, good uh, work. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, I'm not, that, <laughs> it's that not really therapy, but that, <laughs> that was definitely like, uh, I was like, how can I fix it? 
Can uh, I fix this? Mm. Is this my fault? Did I do something wrong? I'll fix it. Uh, and I think to this day, I, I try to like when something's mm. when somebody's like feeling bad or like somebody hurt their feelings or like even even to the extent of like, <laughs> like people being stupid on the Internet. And I'm like, oh. no, uh, no, I can fix you. And huh. that's why I engage with with nonsense on the Internet. Hmm. What happens if you I mean, I don't know. If, I'm sure you've also grown and not done this sometimes, but have you sure. actively in a moment where you're feeling that actively like almost like when you're working out, you have to go against what feels natural. Like what happens if you actively go against that? Like, does it ever come back to oh, bite you or is it just like, I mean, oh, it's OK. Like, no, I will say like, uh, you know, the. <laughs> Any any emotional regulation that I do ha happens it has is a very recent addition. So I don't know. I don't know if I'm to the, I don't know if I'm to the point where I do, I'm able to catch myself doing it. Mm. But I've definitely like I've definitely been like um, I shy away from being mm. uh, as outgoing as how can I help as uh, yes uh, I'm sorry I was wrong. Mm. I find myself doing a lot more like shh, just zipping it. Like then, avoiding uh, a situation rather than jumping yeah. in the fire, but reacting differently. Right. right. The, and, and in a lot of ways it has paid off because it's like, then you kind of see how it plays out for some yeah. other dipshit who jumped in <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, Oh, oh interesting. There, there he is. There's me. That's interesting. That's what I would have said. I, uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. But then, but then again, you win, you win fewer battles if you stay out of them, you know? So, well, I think sometimes it's this, it does make sense when you talk about parents because there is a feeling like as a child, life is kind of like right, wrong, win, lose, like very sure, binary. Sure. And that's the easiest way because you have to teach kids like this is a bad person. This is a good person. Oh, absolutely. But as you get older, you realize it's more complicated. And yeah. I do think it, like this idea of winning might be tripping you up mm -hmm. because everybody like it's weird because like in comedy, we compete against each other, but are also friends. Mm -hmm. But the reality is like everybody can win and it doesn't sure, and that's true. even though we're all against each other it's not like it's not literally like one winner and i think it helps me sometimes when i go oh like i might want this thing but what i want is not in direct competition against what someone else wants it might be like 80 percent in competition sure but therefore i don't need to like create the binary so mm. there is a way for you to quote unquote like be in a conversation and still feel like you're being authentic and winning without feeling like you're responsible for the outcome of the entire situation, you know? Sure. Is there? Good job. <laughs> but it is hard. I'm barely there, but I, I'm, yeah, this pattern thing, I've recently been trying to do that more. Like I, my version is like more abandonment, but I get a lot mm -hmm. of, um, like I'll get triggered by just like abandonment. And in the past, like, from sure. family and other relationships in the past, it's been like more real because I'll like unknowingly seek that out where it mm -hmm. actually fulfills. But now I'm in a healthy relationship where like my boyfriend's aware of my patterns. So mm. when it happens, like when I get triggered and have PTSD, like it's way more obvious to both of us that I'm having it. But he's not like, oh, you're happy. Sure. Like he's there for me in a mm. way that is at the moment so uncomfortable because it feels like I have to jump in a fire because my instinct yeah. will be like, Normally, by this time, the person has pushed me away, so I don't yeah, have to yeah. feel responsible. But instead, I'll I'll have to grapple with like my instinct is to leave myself so that sure. I don't get abandoned, or stay here and 
really not knowing if it will work out, like allow myself to be abandoned. And then through that motion and trusting, mm -hmm. find out that I'm not abandoned. And then every time it like slowly heals. And sure. that's like super hard, but I almost feel like whenever you're up for it, like testing yourself when you feel like I got to fix it, but don't not fix it and don't leave. Just go in and go, let me offer what I think. But sure. if it doesn't work out, it's not my fault, you know? Sure. And if they, I mean, if it doesn't work out, I'll say it's your fault. Sure. That's fine. You said. Yes. <laughs> well, but it's like, just like, cause you said to do it. What helps me sometimes is thinking like you <sighs> feel responsible for all your actions, right? Mm -hmm. To the point where you almost feel responsible for other people's actions. Sure. But how would you feel if your friends like, it's almost like, it's not that you don't respect them, but I like to flip it sometimes and be like, in a way you're sure. saying like, Oh, I don't respect these people to be autonomously say no sure. to what I suggest because mm -hmm. they're going to do whatever I say. But I mean, like, uh, who, who hasn't been there, you know, especially mm -hmm. in high school, who hasn't been with that cool kid. And I was very cool. Yeah. No, no. I, <laughs> uh, I was wearing a drug rug and Jinko jeans most of the time. But maybe but, did uh, you ever feel like you snuck by, like you, you did have that feeling where you did the, what the cool people thought and you were okay. And that's why you're like, Hey, oh, the fire's not actually hot. Come on. And then they get burned absolutely. and you're like, Oh no. Like, totally. Well, and they you know, they're in squats, the responsibility. You told yeah. the person that this thing was safe and fun and it's like, Oh no, but not for you. Oh, uh Oh, not like that. And then it's, mm. there's spaghetti everywhere. Man, this is so, there's so much here. I really love, um, thank you for sharing this. Of course. Um, uh, I want to say as Teresa, like obviously mm -hmm. continue going to real professional people, but I want to exonerate you from responsibility <laughs> because well, thank you. even hearing the details of this, even if you had been a real jerk and trust me, like sure. I have comedians on this. So sometimes they just tell a story and they are a jerk. And I'm like, okay, sure. well you were eight. It's fine. Like let's yeah. talk about it. But in this situation, it really feels like you genuinely went through a fire that didn't burn you and you genuinely liked your friend and wanted your friend yeah. to come to the other side with you. And I think that's what uh, hurts is that you in your heart were wrong, but not because yeah. of your friend and yeah. how it is viewed by society is totally different and you yeah. didn't have the information. And so it's, you, and you, you're definitely right. That is the, you know, it is the, the survivor's guilt of it, you know? And I think at, at this point, uh, I, I, I have mostly exonerated <laughs> myself. I still have a, I still have a finger in the book, but that's at this point, I don't hold it on my shoulders. I'm like, when he gets better, mm -hmm. when he figures it out, maybe he already has somewhere down the road, we will meet yeah. mm -hmm. and I will be able to tell him when we're both in our sober minds, uh, Hey, listen, I'm really sorry about that. And I've, I've always felt bad about it and I don't think it's my fault, but I'm sorry that I opened that door for you. I didn't want to be that person, you know? Yeah. And I'm sure he'll, um, just as a friend, like to hear from you, not because of the apology. Cause I think, um, sure, sure, it's sure. like, <laughs> it'd be <laughs> insane. I mean, sometimes I think about like, okay, what's my worst fear? Like if that was true that you did that, like imagine if you said that and then he was like, yeah, I've been waiting. I, <laughs> I kept doing drugs because I, I was like, if Jordan doesn't apologize, I'm going to do more drugs. Like that would be insane. But that's sort of like the way, like Truly. if what you think is true, that is how that would play out. And it's right. like, that would be insane. If that right. It's definitely, it's obviously not that, but I, <laughs> yeah. I you know, at yeah, this yeah. point it's been like, one, you know, if you get better and you're in a yeah. place where it's, you realize that it is your responsibility, you know, yeah. then 
we can talk about addiction and how mm-hmm. fucked up it is and what crazy days those were. And, and by we'll... by default of you existing, you're in a way like a pillar for, I mean, I don't know if your friend is aware of where you are now, but like even other people, you I know you're a comedian and you're in pub- the public eye by sure, default of sure. you having this experience and sharing the story. Like you are kind of teaching other people who may have like be at the beginning of that so here's here's open huh (laughs) well thank you (laughs) for sharing that Uh i know i wouldn't have listened to me (laughs) (laughs) i wouldn't have listened to me that's the thing like (laughs) so i i think sometimes yeah we're on a weird journey like but um but i'm so glad you shared that and i yeah thanks for getting open i want to end with a quick game is that cool yes Okay, it's sort of like inspired by Fight Island, um, nice. which is your podcast where you uh, make up imaginary fights. Absolutely. This is called Emotion Fight. <laughs> yes. I've given up on making creative names, but it's... I like it. It's real simple. <laughs> it's really um, abstract in that don't worry if it doesn't make sense because it doesn't have to, but I'm just going to... It's kind of like I a fake it. would you rather, but there's two different like specific emotions, like X versus totally. Y. And you just decide which one would win. Some of them are bad, some of them are good. So I guess whatever your ranking system is, go by it. Um, I was I was built for this. Yes, I'm ready. I love it. Okay, and maybe if we have time at the end, I'll have like a final round for the yeah. bracket since it is March Madness. Okay, <laughs> so yeah. here's the first one. Okay, okay. <laughs> they're really specific. Just change into pajamas and your friend texts you to come to a dope party versus woke up in a panic that you missed your alarm, but it's Saturday. Ooh. Oh, okay. <laughs> alarm, the alarm. Nothing, nothing, nothing mm-hmm. beats the the almost sorceress uh-huh. uh, relief that washes <laughs> over you, and you can sleep for yeah. a thousand more years. That, there's also a little bit of shame in that moment. You're like, God damn. But yeah, I yeah. like that. That's great. Um, yeah. Okay. Next one. You, um, it's your turn in karaoke, but you can't think of the name of the song you want to sing versus you're on stage, but you can't think of the rest of your joke. Oof. Oh, <laughs> these are two, these are two virile, uh, horrible fighters. Uh, both, both, uh, <laughs> Both insipid in their own rights. I think the the more deadly of these two is 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 the joke. You can't uh-huh. you can't remember the joke. I have stress dreams about that. Mm. That's it's just you up there. It's just <laughs> you up there. The karaoke thing. You're out for a fun night. You know who cares? You're already you know two margaritas deep. It uh, is it, like it'll that, all work that's out. so funny. I I would go care well because I feel like I love karaoke, but always mm-hmm. especially like when you're out with comics or like in these like late night ones, the line's so long that I'm like, no, like I have one shot. But the joke one's also like, cause it's like in the middle of it. It's not like you can just do another, you're like, God damn it. I got abandoned. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Your arrival became a genuinely good person before you versus your hero became your friend and needs you more than you need them. Oof. (laughs) These are really good. Or bad, I don't know which it is. No, they're good. They're good. It's good when it's hard to decide. You know uh-huh. what I mean? I gotta go. I gotta go with the first one because it requires less emotional labor from me, and I can see them and go, "Yeah, good for them," and okay, walk away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you end up being a good person in it too. It's just they speed up your growth because you're like, Whereas "Damn it!" Yeah. The other one is like, "Oh god, god damn it!" Uh, <laughs> 
Patrick Warburton. I can't keep, <laughs> man, I can't keep having you over for dinner every night. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Yeah, I think I agree with you because it's like, yeah. it's only fun to meet your hero and know that you're about to become friends. But once you're friends, you're like, it's different now. I like you yeah. as a friend, but you're no longer my hero. Yeah, <laughs> like, that person is dead. <laughs> yeah. A new person has grown in their place. I murdered you. Uh, okay, accidentally stepped on your dog. Not like in a painful way, but they went, ah, you know, versus sure. accidentally keyed your own car. Oh, the car. I couldn't uh-huh. do that. I can't, I just, I can't. The sound, oh, the sound of her little squeak oh, if I yeah, stepped yeah. on her. I same. I, I this is, I wrote this today because I was um, giving my dog a bath uh, and I had the water was too hot. But I didn't touch it before. Oh. Like I was just kind of in a rush and I oh, no. dipped him in. And he usually doesn't like the water, so he was doing his little like paddle. But I dipped him in and he was like scrambling more than normal. And it, oh. I realized a second too late, so he squealed and I took him out and I was like, oh my god! And I felt so it's bad. So hot. Like, it's so hard. It was so it's, yeah. And he was like, it's ah! so and I was like, oh it my is. God, no. It's, it is, um, it's so weird how our brains react to pets. It almost mm-hmm. is like, I can, I can see how people like, like couples will get a dog first uh-huh. and then be like, we should get a child. But because having a dog was the first time my brain, my brain was like, I mean, I will protect this thing with my entire life. I yeah. will you know, fight anything. And they don't you. talk back, which is nice. And they can't That's do podcasts true. about you, which is also That's nice. That's true. Although I will say in the fiction of, uh, of our apartment, uh-huh. I have uh, started the, fa- the fact that uh, Harmony, our dog, uh-huh. is a Joe Rogan fan because she's oh, uninformed, no. <laughs> and, uh, and she—it's the first—it was the first one on the iTunes so chart, so I downloaded it. Wow, that's Harmony's accent. It's like a that's Long what Island she sounds medium. Like. She sounds a little like uh, uh, from. Oh, Edith Bunker from uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. All in the Family. Oh, watchy. <laughs> Oh, I love German Shepherds. Um, for I guess for that, that's such a rant. I'm like, for those who don't know, <laughs> their dog is German Shepherd. Okay, um, here's the last one. This one's uh, there's the both good. Okay, remember to bring your lunch to work that you prepped the night before versus got a job offer on your way to a job interview. Ooh, hmm, uh, hmm. See that job offer to the job interview that will buy many lunches to come. True, and true. Uh, when I'm imagining like. When I'm imagining the scenario where it's like, hey, they want to meet with you, uh-huh. I'm like, oh, great. And then on the way, they're like, hey, we want you for mm. this job. I'm like, oh, what a day it is. <laughs> I could I could realize that I forgot my lunch at that point and be like, uh-huh. who cares? I'll buy an army of lunches with all my new job money. Yeah, that's the kind of confidence that I think <laughs> you can't. Yeah, because it's like you got you got it. Like you're walking yeah. in and you don't need it, but you're not yeah. gonna that's, not go. So that's like... exactly what it is. Blowing in with all the confidence of, yeah. of a fallback, you know? That's and maybe, you, that's... well, I should provide a service where people just tell me exactly what time their job interview is and I call them right before and I'm just like, hey, I've got an offer for like, just leave a really encouraging yeah, yeah, yeah. voicemail. And then after I'll be like, just kidding, but like, did you mail it? Did you nail it? <laughs> Listen, you got it. We want you for this, for yeah. this job. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. someone it backfires they're like i don't need this fucking job and then like, <laughs> like oh no 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 <laughs> at the interview fuck this <laughs> it's like no that was just a whole shit i'm gonna be the I new doing? head of marvel studios figures <laughs> out uh, i'd like you to be the president of the united states what okay yes i knew this would come through <laughs> mtv suck it okay i don't know why i made the job interview happen at mtv <laughs> everybody's getting interviews at mtv <laughs> 
Um, well, that is the end. This was so fun. So fun. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on the show. Jordan, where can people follow you, listen to your podcast, watch your comedy? Oh, geez. I'm on uh, I'm on the internet as Razor Lou all over the place. I'm Twitter. I'm Instagram. I'm Twitch these days. Twitch.tv forward slash Razor Lou. Sometimes I leave it on all night and you get an unprecedented peek into the life of my <laughs> closet. Um, oh, and uh, also Mondays, 8 p.m. Mountain Time, Twitch.tv forward slash Better Than Heroes. I play Dungeons and Dragons in space with a bunch of other comedians. It's a lot of fun. Oh, man, that's awesome. Yeah, tune into that and listen to the or follow. the. You are listening already. Follow this <laughs> podcast at Tell Me Anything Pod. Follow me at Larissa T on Twitter and Instagram. And I'll post uh, all the fight, I, emotional fight uh, choices that Jordan picked on the Instagram. So you can check that oh, out. Yeah. Thank you.